Welcome to IREN Radio. Coming up, a 50th marathon after recovering from a heart illness. Personally, I know a lot of people uh, around town have done the same thing I have and more. Um, but for me, I think it's important because of all the things I've faced over the last you know, few years. And um, on one hand, it's great because I can continue to do it my age and uh, while well, I've had these events. But at the same time, I think it's healthy to be able to you know, live that type of lifestyle and continue to do it. But, you know, you got to slow it down a bit and and take and take the advice of people you know, around you and make sure that you stick to that. Another runner who hit a big milestone. I never actually thought about it. I just like I love I love to run and I love I just love it. And I I just thought, why not do a couple of years? It seems like fun thing to do. Great way to meet people, train with friends. And counting up to 100 marathons. I think it's just the, the pure enjoyment. Um, I, ju- I just enjoy doing it. Um, some, some days you might talk to me and I'd say, you know what? I don't know what I was thinking when I registered for this race and I'm standing at the start line and it's pouring rain. But, uh, but then by the end of it, I'm just ecstatic and happy and uh, I'm ready for the next one. On this edition of I Run Radio, two runners who completed their 50th marathon and one who is trying to get to 100. Let's get things started now with the editor and general manager of I Run, Ben Kaplan. Hello, Ben. Hey there. Happy holidays to you. I hope you're enjoying a bit of a break here and you've had lots of fun, lots of time with your kids and lots of time to run over the last few days. Yeah, no, it's been really a nice holiday a nice break everybody's feeling good and uh yeah looking forward to to more big things in the new year yeah and it's not just the start of a new year but a new decade can you believe that that's right yeah do you remember when we were kids and they were always talking about the (laughs) roaring 20s you know there were people alive uh who had lived through the 20s when i was a kid and and uh who talked about it and and there were movies about the roaring 20s and now we're about to enter the, the 2020s. I'm not sure that the 2010s are going to compete with the Roaring Twenties, but maybe we'll see this next decade uh, yeah. maybe has a little more in store. You know, actually, I would tell people to go online to the Iron website. Krista did a fun piece, and I would advise with all of these things that we get um, our writers to do, they're all sort of replicable for any runners to do, and I always yeah, I keep meaning to do this too, is that she and Krista Duchesne is the Olympian uh, who placed third in Boston in 2018 and just a big contributor of ours, but she did a race for each year, so she traced back her last 10 years of running and she picked a race each year and sort of said where she was personally and professionally and uh, talked about the race. And that's like, you know, she always does these things, which is a fun exercise for anyone to do. And like, yeah, I wasn't in the Olympics in 2016, but I did, you know, do a half marathon in uh, Montreal. Yeah, sure. There you go, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I wasn't at the Olympics any time over the last uh, decade. (laughs) I'd have to go back and look, but... Yeah, did that did that race come up at all for her in, in as she picked a race from each year? Did the Olympic marathon did that come up for her? Yeah, I guess she's so. Very eh? accomplished, but she's not so accomplished that like that was like mm, I think that year I ran. Oh, let's talk about uh, something yeah. else. No, that 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 clocked, and she's got a beautiful <laughs> picture where she finishes the race and she goes in with her family and everything, and we're in the stands. And, awesome. No, I just these exercises. You know, the end of the year is a great time to take stock, and I would say for everybody. 
all the races we ran and, you know, that it's not just, it can't just always go forward without ever looking back and appreciate a little bit what we've done. And so, you know, I always like doing that. Like how many races did I run this year and what were they and when were they and where was yeah. I? And how did I feel? You know, it's not, it's really not even about the finishing times, which are somewhat, you know, not at irrelevant. all. Yeah. yeah, you know, but... Uh, and you know what, more than anything else, it's about the fact that it's the end of 2019, we're alive, and we're running. Yes, sir. Right? Yeah, that's, there you go. You know, that, that's a pretty good head start on 2020 right there, you know? You there got, you go. Uh, that's that's a, a pretty decent bar to already be above. Yes, Everything sir. else is gravy. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Uh, Beautiful sentiment. You know, over the holidays, normally, you know, we have somebody come and clean the house. Normally, that happens while everybody's at work and at school. And over the holidays, they came over. So we had to leave the house and go go do other stuff while they were cleaning our home. And I was thinking to myself, you know, that's a pretty nice problem to have, isn't it? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. 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 Got to find something to do while somebody else cleans your home. Right before yeah. Christmas, you know, that's, yeah, yeah, yeah. that's us tomorrow, I know. Nothing to complain that. about, I mean, nothing to complain about true. here, you know. Yeah, it's the uh, very definition of privilege, yep. yeah. Nice. Very good. But we've got lots to look forward to in 2020. I'm going to be running a marathon in February in California, the Seaside Marathon. Very excited about that. Oh, and good for you. Cool. Hoping to do Berlin as well. We, we're, wow. Uh, yeah, looking uh, like that's very likely, so I'm very happy about that. How about you? Well... Uh, I just want to backtrack. You know, my mind always goes to work. I just want to say that we have Dana Pitoreski on the cover of our uh, December issue that we just put out, and she will be going to the Olympics. But in January, and I think on January 1st, she is also going to be, she's the newest contributor to IRUN. Right so on. She's going to be chronicling her journey, because whatever I'm going to do, what I'm not going to do is uh, race the marathon in Tokyo. So she's going to call, she's going to talk about her journey and she's going to do it and she's going to do it up until she gets there and she's going to be writing for us from Tokyo. So we've got uh, a new contributor on the Iron staff and I uh, couldn't be more excited right on. Uh, to share her journey and my own personal journey. You know, I don't know. I really don't know. I, uh, you know, I generally do, I'll do a half marathon in February and then I'll probably do around the Bay at the end of March with the 30 K and get myself up. And there's been some talk, you know, Calgary marathon has been a great partner for us. And they have a 50 K and, you know, I've never tried that before. And since I'm not really getting much faster, maybe I could just go a little further. I like that. Um, That's cool. Yeah, something, right on. something to do. Yeah. So, well, you know, all I'm the excited. best to you in 2020, Ben. To you and your family, thank you for everything this year. And uh, hey, vice you... versa, my friend. Big year for you. Yeah. Look forward to chatting again next week and next year. Thanks, Ben. Appreciate it. That's Ben Kaplan, IRUN's editor and general manager. Coming up next, recovering from a heart ailment to complete a 50th marathon. This winter, participate in the biggest winter multi-sport event in the world, solo or in a team relay. Complete, on a continuous basis, the five disciplines of the pentathlon. Cycling, running, Nordic skiing, skating, and snowshoeing. Choose between 17 different challenges. There's one for you. The Pentathlon des Neiges of Quebec, presented by MEC from February 22nd to March 1st on the Plains of Abraham in Quebec City. Be part of it. Dave McClintock is a runner and triathlete in Ottawa. After recovering from a heart ailment recently, he started running again, and he just completed his 50th marathon. Dave, great to talk to you. Welcome to I Run Radio. 
Well, thanks for having me, Mark. And congratulations on marathon number 50. <laughs> yeah, it was quite a it was quite a day. Um had a really great day for the weather and my you know my family was there, my wife and daughter from Vancouver came and uh, we had a really good day together. Yeah, and they had a sign for you, right? To mark the occasion. <laughs> well, that was that was a surprise. I guess when I got up and uh, left, uh, you know, left the hotel room, they were busy doing a bunch of things, and um, and we managed to uh, scoop a couple of uh, a finish line VIP passes, uh, and they were uh, right near the finish line, and uh, they had spent the day building the sign for me, and uh, so so when I crossed or when I approached the um, uh, the finish line, and I knew where to look for them. Uh, you know, they had to sign, and they've been waiting for about an hour for me. And, uh, yeah, it was quite a surprise. Oh, that's really nice. So do you remember marathon number one, Dave? I absolutely will never forget marathon number one. I think you and I may have had a chat about that a few years back when you were doing your book. Uh, but I will never, ever forget that day. Yeah, tell me about it. Uh, 1984, I had just turned 30. I had a... Big thing occurred in my life. I was one of the last cuts for the 84 Olympic team for Los Angeles for water polo. Um, you know, I was, it was a close call. I, I thought I should have made the team. I didn't make the team. Um, and I was coaching uh, water polo at, uh, at, um, at the university here at Carleton. And we had had a tournament in the fall at York University. And I had planned to do something, you know, special you know during the summer i wasn't sure what i was going to do in sport anymore and some friends of mine said you know why don't you run a marathon and so i had signed up for the toronto marathon i was already at york university Uh, the team went home on the saturday after the tournament i stayed over i showed up on the you know the starting line i'd never run a marathon never really run i jogged as part of my training for water polo but i showed up i didn't know anything about nutrition, really, about running, about drinking, you know, any of that. I just brute force, and, um, uh, you know, those days, the, you know, the run, uh, the final leg was down Bloor Street, and you finished at, um, at Varsity Stadium. And I you do one lap of the track, and I remember vividly lying on my back looking at the sky after finished, completely dehydrated, completely spent, uh, did a 316, Wow. Didn't eat, didn't didn't drink, and I said to myself, never again. That is it. <laughs> never, ever again will I run a marathon. Yeah, you were wrong on that one, apparently. <laughs> I think I think you, 49 times I was wrong, yeah. Yeah, exactly. you were way off. <laughs> <laughs> way off, eh? Um So uh, how did it come to occupy this place in your life where you, where you kept doing them over the years? Well, to be honest with you, I... I I did them for for training purposes for a triathlon. Right. So I took up triathlon. My friends who had got me to run the marathon said you should take up this sport called you know a triathlon. I said, well, what's that? And uh, they told me. And I people that know me, um, you know, I go into things uh, full hog and uh, bought a bike, started cycling. Um, Swimming was pretty down pat, um, and then running. And uh, so I concluded that if I was going to do prize, if I did the two-day Rita Lakes bike tour with the Bicycle Club, 
and I did a marathon early in the season, I'm set up to do whatever I want during the summertime. So that's when I started to run. And so I did I did the marathon here in Ottawa each year. I did the Rio Lakes for many, many years, and I raced all summer in tries and uh, and did well. So that's that's the main reason why I started running. Yeah. And despite the fact that you've done all of that and kept yourself in shape, you, you still encountered some heart health challenges uh, in the last little while, right? Tell us about that. Yeah, so in, uh, in the fall of 2014, I was uh, training for Boston, and uh, I guess it was in November, I was going for some runs, and every run I would have about 15 minutes of discomfort in my chest, uh, then it would go away. And I thought maybe it was something I ate the night before or something. Anyways, it continued on for many, many weeks. Finally, at the end of November, I went to see a doctor about it, sent me for a couple of stress tests. Both came back positive. I had a 95% blockage in a major artery. Uh, no heart attack, no no damage. Uh, but I got a stented in December 11th, I think it was. And um, they all said, uh, you dodged uh, a major you know, major heart event for sure. So you were lucky, and the only reason why you didn't was, as you said, Mark. You know your body, and you know something was up, so you jumped on it. Yeah. So, so from that point on, I, you know, I slowed down a little bit. The doctors are mixed opinions after you have that type of thing, and you know, some of them, you know, say to continue on if you've done marathons all your life to continue, but slow down. You know, and the other half of the uh, of the specialists don't want you to do more than half. But I took I took the former you know, rather than the latter, and I've been you know I've I've been doing them since. But you know I slowed down a bit. I've taken it easier, and I think age has something to do with that. Plus the medications that you're on now. So now I have lots of excuses not to run fast, but I still do them. <laughs> Good yeah. for you. But then more recently, uh, this year is it you that you suffered a heart attack? Yeah, and I'm very, you know, I'm I'm not very pleased with myself because, you know, I I I I do take care of myself. I listen to myself and my body and something happened. So in January this year I was in Vancouver, um and I ran in Kitsilano. My daughter was at work as there to see her and uh and I uh, went for a run one afternoon and I felt the same discomfort I did, you know, 5 years ago. And when I got back, I jumped all over it, had a stress test, but this time it came back negative. So we all concluded that it must be something related to gastro or something. Um, so I continued to run lightly, but I still had the chest problems. And But this time it was a little bit strange because it was in the morning that I encountered things getting out of bed, which prior it was when I went for a run only. Anyway, long story short, on family day, I was going to go see the doctor to get to the bottom of it, and I had uh, very bad um, chest discomfort in the middle of the night. I got uh, rushed to the civic hospital, um, and indeed, I was having a mild uh, event. I was having a heart attack, mild as it was, um, and uh, I was there for a week, and I had, it turned out I had a blockage in a minor artery, so I found out when I got there the first day on the Monday that uh, although nuclear stress tests are fantastic to, to determine things like this, they don't always catch things in minor arteries, just major ones. So mm. lesson learned, yeah. although I was doing all the right things, I, I missed something. And uh, luckily there was no damage, and I continued on, and I, I ran in Ottawa 
in May, and uh, and I just got back from New York. Yeah, and and I think there's a couple of lessons in there, and I know there are going to be some people who will say, well, uh, you know, is is running dangerous? Those kinds of things. But you you un- you were able to listen to your body. You knew when something was wrong, and uh, and you probably were healthier all these years because you were a runner and a triathlete, right? I think I think I think you're absolutely right. I think that's when you talk to the doctors, they all want you to continue. In fact, in the paper this morning, I read you know about getting you know getting into working out again. People, you know, you know, it's never too late to start, and for all those reasons, it it's never going to hurt you. Um, but the you know the key message is is training each day is important, um, and you know, for me, you know, it's the cause of why I've done all the things I've done in my life is because I had a regime. I listened to my body. I you know I trained at a very good level, you know, for many years for water polo. And into you know running and tries and so forth, and you got to listen to your body. And I think you and I have a you know a close friend that has finally took our you know took our advice and went to the doctor. And indeed, he 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 now is addressing something. Yeah, but he felt the same thing. You know, he felt something going on, and he finally he went to the doctor. And I'm glad he did. And and I think it's important that you listen to your doctors and you listen to yourself and. And you, you know, you don't stop, but you, you know, it's important that you continue to do the things that the doctors tell you you can do and keep it within those limits. So what did it mean to you, given everything you've been through um, and and how long you've been at this? What did it mean to you to complete marathon number 50 and to do it in New York City, which is a, a great event, of course? Fantastic. Well, you know, it's, you know, it's, uh, it's great. I, I think, I think, you know, the reasons that I've had the heart issues are really related to what's in my genes already from my mother and cholesterol issues that I, you know, that I'm managing now, like many people are. And to still be able to do things like that is great. And I, and I think some people around me think that that's, that's it now. And I, you know, unfortunately, had to break it to them that I'm going to continue and we'll see how long it goes. Um, but to have 50 personally, I know a lot of people uh, around town have done the same thing I have and more. Um, but for me, I think it's important because of all the things I faced over the last you know, few years. And um, on one hand, it's great because I can continue to do it my age and uh, while well, I've had these events, but at the same time, I think it's healthy to be able to, you know, live that type of lifestyle and continue to do it. But, you know, you got to slow it down a bit and, and take, and take the advice of people you know, around you and make sure that you stick to that. But I don't think there's any reason to stop unless something else happens that I can't predict right now, but doing 50 to bring that all down to 50 and running through the streets of New York, as you've done, Mark, there's, you know, you know, besides Boston, you know, there's no other place to run. You know, it's just fantastic. Yeah, it's incredible. Well, it's a very inspiring story, Dave, and you've uh, you've kept at it for a long time. Not just the marathons, but the triathlons as well. And um, uh, and it's great for you to hit this milestone. And I know there are many more to come. Thank you so much for sharing your story with us today. Well, thanks, Mark, for having me on, and uh, and uh, hopefully we'll see each other on the roads running together. <laughs> Sounds great. Thanks, Dave. Uh, thanks, Mark. That's Dave McClintock. Coming up next, another runner who got to 50 in New York. This winter, participate in the biggest winter multi-sport event in the world, 
solo, or in a team relay. Complete on a continuous basis the five disciplines of the pentathlon. Cycling, running, Nordic skiing, skating, and snowshoeing. Choose between 17 different challenges. There's one for you. The Pentathlon des Neiges of Quebec, presented by MEC from February 22nd to March 1st on the Plains of Abraham in Quebec City. Be part of it. Robin DeCesare is another runner who completed her 50th marathon in New York City last month. She started running marathons almost 30 years ago. Robin, thank you for joining us. Thanks so much for having me. So you ran your first marathon in 1990. Tell me about that. I uh, Yes, I ran the Ottawa Marathon in 1990. At that time, I was living in Lindsay, Ontario, and I was a that teacher, and I thought I had just had a baby, and I thought, I want to get back in shape and be a great role model to my son and my students, so I'm going to sign up for a marathon and go for it. And I convinced my colleague, she was a rower from Queens, so she was, like, really tall and muscular and strong. I, I sweet-talked her, come on, let's train for it together and do it. So we did it, and I thought I was, like, a champ of the world, and I thought it was the greatest thing ever. And and she she did it and said, that was the worst day of my life, and she's never done another one, and she can't believe I talked her into it. But I went on, and I just caught the bug and, and did Another uh, 49 of them. Yeah. I, I so just love them. You yeah. were hooked. So what was it about that experience was, that you liked? I just loved uh, challenging the personal challenge of going the distance and, and the crowds and traveling from a small town to the big uh, capital city of Canada to, to run through the beautiful uh, streets of Ottawa. And, and I just felt a huge sense of accomplishment. And what did it feel that first time you crossed the finish line and you could say, yeah, I just ran a marathon? It, it felt indescribable. It's like the first time you do anything, it's so empowering and so thrilling and, and you just feel, feel on top of the world. So tell me about some of the other marathons you've done in the meantime before we talk about your 50th. Oh, you you got it. So I uh, I um, I've run Boston fifteen times, and uh, so I I try and do a race early in the year to qualify and get to go to Boston. So so that's definitely my favorite one. And uh, and then between that, my husband's in the military, so we we've lived across Canada. So everywhere we move to, I like to embrace the running community and and get involved. And so I try and do all the races in the area. So I've been super lucky to to run races out, out west in BC, in Toronto, in California, and then, and then living in the middle of the prairies and towards the prairie. I've done uh, racing there, and then and now we're back home to Ottawa, so I'm back in the running scene here. So d- tell me about those Boston Marathon experiences, 15 times in Boston, uh, which means you've had to qualify 15 times, right? Right, yeah. So I had my my um, my PB uh, back in the old days when I was young uh, at Boston, and then my I had um, I was there for the year of the bombing, and uh, that was my most memorable Boston for sure. I I was there on the hundredth anniversary of Boston, and then I went back um, also the year after the bombing, and and felt the 
Boston's strong love. So that was really special. Um, and Boston also is tugs up my heartstrings because uh, one year I did Boston. It was the last my parents were down cheering me, and that was the last time I saw my mom alive. She passed away a week later. So uh, my memory of my mom is her cheering as I turned on to Boylston and went for the finish line. So every time I do Boston, I kind of think about my mom and, and do it as like a tribute to her too. So wow. it's really special. Yeah. Wow, I'm really sorry to hear about your mom and so soon after she was cheering you on in Boston. Right, it's like the high point of your life to the low point of your yeah. life. But, yeah. but, you know, it carry on and, and keep going and, and be part of it. It's like the year of the bombing. Because prior to that year, I'd uh, I'd run Boston oh, at least eight times. So when I I was I was sick before I even went to Boston. So on the plane, I actually passed out. And when I I flew into Toronto, and called my husband. Should I keep going to Boston or should I come home? He goes, Come on. But of course, I didn't listen. And I I'm like, Oh, I'm just gonna do it. I don't care if I've got pneumonia. I'll just do it. So I did it. So. It just meant that I was running slower than usual, so it put me right when the bombs were going off. So as I turned the corner onto Boylston, the the first bomb went off, and I thought it was they had put fireworks at the finish line. I thought it was something new this year, like big fireworks happening. I'm like, that's cool. And then when I heard the second bomb and the, the sky filled with smoke, I was like, oh, my God, that is not fireworks. And then everyone started turning and running backwards away from finishing area so that was it was insane to be I didn't see the bombs I, I heard them and I saw the smoke coming drifting onto the street before you turn to the finishing stretch wow that's uh that's it's crazy yeah it's an experience that so many runners went through that year and uh and will never forget um, so Absolutely. Did, did you have it in your mind at any point that someday you were going to run 50 marathons? When did, when did you start thinking about, uh, hitting that milestone? Oh, I never actually thought about it. I just like, I love, I love to run and I love, I just love it. And I, I just thought, why not do a couple of years? It seems like fun thing to do. Great way to meet people, train with friends and, and living across Canada, it would be different groups of people. And then when I would go to a marathon, I'd hook up with people that I knew from across the country. And uh, so I never thought thought about achieving a certain number. It just kind of happened. Like if you start so long ago, and I kept loving it, and I still love it, just keep on going. So you never set out to run 50 marathons. It's just a product of the fact that you like running marathons and you've kept doing them every year since 1990. Exactly. Yeah. So Yeah, uh, and I want to keep doing it till I'm 100. Why not? Okay, good. Uh, and so, but at a certain point, you had to make a decision about, okay, where's your 50th marathon going to be? Did you, did you purposely choose yeah. New York? Yes, because uh, I heard about the, it's called the Six Majors, so... If you do Boston, Chicago, New York, Tokyo, London, and Berlin, then you get a special medal. And I thought, what a marathon maniac. Why not uh, try for that? So I thought, I'll just see if I can uh, meet the time standard for New York. And luckily I did. And I'm like, that's perfect. 
And then I started writing down and counting up my marathons. I'm like, it's going to be my 50th. Awesome. Right on. So, uh, and you'd never run New York before, and you'd never even been to New York City. Is that right? Exactly. Yeah. So it was a super exciting trip. My husband and I went down and did all the touristing, Statue of Liberty, Empire State Building, biked around some of the parks. We did all the fun stuff. We had never, it's all biggie size and spectacular down there. So it's really exciting. And then the marathon is, is just over the top. 71,000 people, 51 countries. Amazing. So tell me what the experience was like. New York is like a, a running party through the city. They shut down New York City. Like, unbelievable. So you get to run through the five boroughs. You see, like, Manhattan. But then you also get to see Harlem and the Bronx. So really interesting. And people, millions of spectators and uh, every. When you're running, well, I wouldn't actually call it running because there's so many people you can't even get moving, but everyone is so friendly and a lot of people wear their country's flags on their chest. So you see people from all over the world and and people on the side, they're screaming, there's music and banners and it's just excitement. The energy is unreal. And what was the race like for you? Uh, obviously, it's not a race where most people can go fast because it's uh, it's there's a lot of people on the course, but how was the run for you? Well, uh, I actually didn't realize. I thought, oh, I'll probably be able to get on my pace at some time, but oh, no. So when I was uh, back where I was, where we were still walking across the bridge at the start, I realized, okay enjoy this moment and look around and take everything in the the scenery is fantastic the people amazing and i decided okay just run when i can but sometimes there's four lanes of traffic wide filled with people and then it squeezes into two lanes wide of people so you cannot you can try and run and dodge people but you got forty thousand people ahead of you to dodge by so I I started at around 41,000, and uh, I ended up at around 29,000 at the end, so I somehow managed to squeeze by 12,000 people. (laughs) Good for you. But uh, I saw a lot of amazing things. I saw a marriage proposal. I saw dancers and live bands of every every kind. It was unbelievable. The helicopter from the military base when you cross the first bridge he was running alongside at um at our level so you could look right into the cockpit of the of the uh helicopter just unbelievable things you see amazing so what's next for you robin have you got your next marathon planned well i put my name in for berlin for next september hopefully i can get lucky and win the lottery on that one and if not i'll have to something else. Okay, well, congratulations. 50 marathons. It's an incredible number. Well done, and thank you for being with us on the show. Oh, you're so welcome. Thanks for having me. That's Robin DeCesare. Coming up next, targeting 100 marathons. This winter, participate in the biggest winter multi-sport event in the world, solo or in a team relay. 
Complete on a continuous basis the five disciplines of the pentathlon. Cycling, running, Nordic skiing, skating, and snowshoeing. Choose between 17 different challenges. There's one for you. The Pentathlon de Neige of Quebec, presented by MEC from February 22nd to March 1st on the Plains of Abraham in Quebec City. Be part of it. Terry Sancartier gave himself a goal of completing 50 marathons by his 50th birthday. Now he set his sights on an even more ambitious goal, 100 marathons. Terry, thanks for joining us again on iRun Radio. Uh, thank you for having me. So we gotta we got to talk about where this began for you. How did this obsession with running marathons start? It started, I would say, in the fall of 2006. Um, I really just fell into running. I had no... I don't even think I knew how long a marathon was, uh, but uh, I just started running with some people at work, and uh, and then they sort of planted the seed of well, maybe you could you know you could start training for a specific run, do a race. So it never occurred to me that you could run and, and do races. I always assumed it was for professionals, elites, things like that. So then uh, that's how I got into it, and then uh, so I trained for my first half marathon. And then in 2007, ran my very first uh, marathon in Ottawa, at Ottawa Race Weekend. So that became uh, that that was quite the uh, the experience. And then I thought maybe that would be uh, not the end of of running or marathon running necessarily, but I thought for that year I'd done my marathon as as most people who run would do. But then a friend of mine wanted to. Uh, she had just missed her Boston qualifying time, and since we were all trained up for uh, for Ottawa. Um, she said, well, let's, uh, let's continue this during the summer and try to run in Toronto. And so we, uh, so we ran in Toronto. So I ran two marathons that very, that same year. And then, so then I guess that just kind of, kind of got me going. And, uh, so then I wanted to try to qualify for Boston, but that was very difficult. And then they, 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 uh, raised the bar again, the time yep. got more difficult. And so that's why I decided to, well, okay, so I'll just keep running. And uh, and decided at one point, I'm not quite sure, I think it must have been three, four years into running, I decided, okay, I'll set myself a goal, given that I can't get into Boston, or at least, you know, my efforts, I, I wasn't able to get to it, so I thought, I'll just find another goal, and that's when I decided I'll do 50 marathons by the time I'm 50. Okay. We so talked I, about that it, in the past. You, you were, we did. Yeah, we did, you joined yeah. us to chat about that. And so now you have a new goal of getting to 100 marathons by the end of next year, right? Yeah. So the, the, I reached the 50 marathons when I was just before my 46th birthday. So then for, for about a month there, I didn't know what to do with myself. You know, <laughs> I, I still run, of course. But So then I thought, okay, I'll make it even more difficult on myself. So for I, I added another 50 marathons so to make it a total of 100 for my 50th birthday next year. Yeah. Okay. So you're going to end up not just getting to 50 marathons by your 50th birthday, but getting to 100 marathons before your 50th birthday. That's right. Wow. Okay. Good for you. That's incredible. And so, obviously, in the last four years or three years, you've you've had to run something like twelve or thirteen marathons a year, right? That's correct. Yes. Yeah, mm-hmm. I've been ramping them up quite a bit in the last few years. Yeah. Yeah, because you you've uh, you know your first one you said was in what two thousand seven. Yeah. So this has all happened very quickly. Uh, tell me about has, some of the yeah. races you've run in the past couple of years. 
Um, well, every year, um, my wife and I, we go to, uh, we try to find some destination in Europe. So there's been some interesting races uh, in Europe, uh, Rome, for example, Paris. This year, uh, we ran in Croatia. Uh, my wife doesn't run marathons, but she does uh, the half marathon. And so we usually try to find races where there's both. So it's great. So she gets to run as well. And uh, so we did one in in the north of Croatia uh, this year. It was quite nice as uh, along the Adriatic. Uh, like I said, Rome, Paris, uh, did some in Spain. Uh, Rotterdam was another nice one. Uh, so those are fun. I'd say the most scenic one for me, I think, still remains Big Sur. Uh, very difficult course because of the hills, but the the scenery is just amazing because you're running on Highway One and the the ocean is on your left side the whole time and it's just yeah. incredibly beautiful. That's yeah. Big Sur in California. That's a uh, uh, definitely on a lot of people's bucket lists. Oh, it is, it is, and it, it, as it should be. <laughs> yeah. What else? Um, New York is another big one that uh, I was fortunate enough to do twice, and I really enjoyed that one. Very well organized for something that's so big. You know, there's over 50,000 runners. And um, uh, I've done races where there's nobody on the course, no spectators or anything. But I do appreciate uh, the crowd support uh, in uh, in New York. It's, uh, it's, it's quite special. And you're running with, uh, you know, thousands and tens of thousands of runners. So it's yeah. quite the experience. From all over the world, Another too. One, Yes, from all yeah. over the world. So that's that's the fun part. Yeah, because you, you know, as you you're running, you see people wearing shirts from their from their countries, and uh, yeah, it's great. Another one you were going to say that you like? Uh, Chicago. Chicago is another yeah. one that I, I. It remains. I did. I ran my best time there in uh, Chicago, and so I think that's one of the one of the reasons why I like that one so much. But I did like the course as well and uh, the organization. And, uh, yeah, that was quite a nice one. And I know you've done that one as well. Yeah, it is very yeah. nice. So, uh, and yeah. you must have done a lot of smaller races along the way too? Yes. I'd say the smallest one I've ever done uh, was a few years ago in Gaspé, in the Gaspé Peninsula. And it was uh, six runners for the marathon. Six? <laughs> so it felt... It felt like a Sunday run, just a, an extra yeah, long sure. Sunday run, and uh, but it was nice. It was uh, along the uh, the St. Lawrence, and part of it was on um, uh, local roads, but uh, long sections were on uh, running paths and bike paths, so it was really uh, quite nice. And if you're going to do 12 or 13, or this year you're going to do 16 or 17 marathons in one year, I guess you have to start out by looking at the calendar and figuring out where you're going to be and when, and you've got to probably pick off a bunch that are close to home, right? That's got to be part of it. That, exactly, because it, it, it is expensive. And uh, so I try to choose, uh, you know, try to get registrations in. The ones that I know close to home, uh, when registration opens and if it's if there's a deal to be had, you know, if you register early, uh, things like that, then that's when I register. So I know that, uh, you know, to try to save uh, a bit of money that way. And, uh, yes, for sure. So I, uh, there's the, I call them the, the trilogy there, but I usually do Longueuil, Ottawa, and Laval. They're, you know, three weekends uh, together. There's one after the other. Okay. And uh, so I try, I try to get those. Uh, re- I'm already registered for next year for those three. <laughs> okay. And uh, <laughs> Planning ahead. Yeah. Yeah. So try to save, because you know, it, it does add up, especially when you're traveling. 
you're adding uh, hotel rooms, things like that. So uh, it, it's 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 not a it's not cheap. <laughs> Have you figured out yet what marathon number one hundred is going to be? Which one you'd like it to be? I have no idea. Okay. And I, part of me is kind of happy about that, but you know, I, I'm I'm really I don't know at this point. And uh, so, I, like I said, I've registered for about four races for next year, um, but I need to try to make it work. So uh, until I know for sure how many I'll run this year, there's one that I'm keeping. Uh, there's a possibility, you know, like you said, 16 or 17. So if I'm doing 16, then I'll try to make it work. But I'd like it to be special. Um, I would have ideally would have enjoyed it being here in Ottawa uh, because I know a lot of people have told me oh, it'll be great to, to either come and cheer you on or run with you certain sections. Or, uh, but because Ottawa is so early in the season, uh, I don't think why well, I, I just can't make it work. Yeah. But uh, yeah, so I, at this point, I don't know. But okay. I, you know, it could be Europe, it could be Canada, uh, but uh, I don't know at this point. So, Terry, why? Why so many marathons? Why does it mean something to you to run this many? I think it's just the, the pure enjoyment. Um, I, ju- I just enjoy doing it. Um, some some days you might talk to me and I'd say, you know what? I don't know what I was thinking when I registered for this race and I'm standing at the start line and it's pouring rain. But, uh, but then by the end of it, I'm just ecstatic and happy and uh, I'm ready for the next one. So I think it's the, the the main thing is of course you have to you have to enjoy it. So I, I I do, even though I know you know there's pain involved. It's 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 not an easy thing to do, as you know, and um, it does require a lot of um, you know sacrifice, a lot of training. Uh, but it's also afforded me a lot of um, good things. You know, I've met some great people. I've uh, some friends that I've met from from that very first year of running that we're, we're still friends today and. You know, we get together, and uh, so it, it's it's giving me so much more, and and the quality adding more. Well, it's basically just doing more of what I love, and uh, you know, knock on wood, so far so good. I mean, injuries uh, uh, none, and uh, so I'll just keep going until you know. I like to I see people. You know, you read about the the ones that are in their seventies, eighties, and 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 beyond, just. Uh, just breaking records and just enjoying and continuing running, enjoying that. So I, 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 I'd love to see myself continue and, and be able to do that at, at that age. Very cool. And and what is it you love about running? Why do you like it so much? I think it's, um, you know, just for the mental aspect, uh, it's it's relaxing to me. It's uh, you know obviously in a race is less so because you're you're focused on your goal and. You're focused on on trying to get there as fast as possible. It is a race, after all. But but when I'm training and uh, in certain races, I allow myself to go. Okay, so this is you know there's you got three in a row, so this is the first of three. So I, I consider all three as one big one, and uh, try to slow down a little bit. But uh, but um, no, I, I think I just it's just something I really enjoy. I never thought that I would uh, when I was in. In school, when I growing up, it was sports was never something that uh, that interested me. But uh, I, I like running because it's it's just you're competing against yourself, and uh, you know. So it, and it's a great way to travel and uh, and then see the world and uh, to run certain courses where they close off. You know, I, I was pinching myself in Paris when they standing at the start line and near on Champs Elysees and just. You know, they they closed all that for for us to right. be able to run. So yeah. it's, a, it's great. It's like they're rolling out the red carpet, and you know, of course, you got to pay to get in. But it's uh, 
you know, it's a small price to pay for such a great experience. Right on. Well, congratulations, Terry. Best of luck as you continue your, your quest to 100 marathons. Thanks for being with us. Well, thank you very much. That's Terry Sancarchet, and that's it for our show this week. Happy New Year, and thank you for listening throughout the year. I wish you all the best in 2020. On behalf of everybody at iRun, we'll talk to you next week.